we're back. We're back. We made it. You know the vibe. Every Friday, coming to you live. Well, yes, not sir. live, but... Yeah. Well, uh, again, we love the support. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like, the, the, the feedback we've been getting has been awesome. The fact that we're getting so many, so many listens, bro, it's amazing, man. Dude, it's fire. It's fire, and we appreciate the support, like we say, every single week. And it's just, we did not expect this many people to be listening to us. What are the numbers again? It's like... Yeah, so pull it up. numbers, we got 186 total plays on on uh, from the Anchor app, and then, all right, listen, listen, this is big. So we have like 68 plays on the second episode and over 110 on the first episode, which is amazing, amazing. But if you guys are listening. You have to follow our Instagram Follow us account. on Instagram. You gotta Come on. follow the Instagram. Give us a follow. We need some support on there. It gives us For help. Sure. Gives us. It's a place where you can give us feedback. Yeah, and it helps and you guys know, like you know, what we're doing. We post a lot on our stories, so you'll know when mm-hmm. we're um, when we're filming or when we're recording, and and when we're gonna have the next episode up and things like that. Uh, we'll have polls eventually. We're gonna start posting for you guys, so maybe we can get a little bit more interaction between you know the listeners and what we're doing here, because you know that's what we're doing it for. Like yeah. we said before, you know we're not doing it for for money or anything like that. We're doing it to have a good time, and and we want you guys to have a good time too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, we're just here to have a good time, have fun. At Too Deep Podcast, the number two. Follow too us. Too deep. But before we get into the episode. As you guys always know, we have our beers, but these beers are a little bit special. Today's episode is sponsored by Tristan Parker. Big thanks to Tristan. Big thanks to Tristan. He bought us the brews. And this week's brew of the day is Heineken. Dutch. A Dutch, Dutch beer. beer. Quality beer. Anyone yes. who knows beer has tried Heineken and knows that it's a quality beer because mm. we don't buy bullshit beers. No. You know, so let's get, let's a, crack. get a crack. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Alright, so as we are athletes, you know, we have <laughs> We have like uh, a view of other people that that may be different than the quote unquote <laughs> average person, but not just any average person. Paul, we're talking about NARPs. NARPs, non-athletic regular person, mm. is what a NARP is defined as. Exactly. And I mean, I know previously we've had differing opinions on what a NARP is. Okay. In my opinion, from my eyes, a NARP is anyone. Who doesn't play a sport and just roams around campus freely? But would you class just to clarify? Would you classify a NARP as somebody who doesn't play a sport, but they like go to the gym like four times a week? Yes, but they're athletic. Yeah, but that they're still a regular person, non-athletic they're regular person because they're not. They don't play a sport. They're a non-athlete. That's. I mean. Would you consider somebody who does CrossFit an athlete? No. <laughs> no. Dude, they're some of the most hoss people in no, the entire I, I world. No, no, no. I'm saying 
Yeah, but or okay, okay. Actually, I'll, I'll I'll take that back. Yes, but on average, how many people walking around our campus are do who don't who aren't part of athletics are in CrossFit? I'd say maybe maybe less than a percentile. Yeah. Maybe so I so mean, a majority. Very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very specific type of sport. I so guess what about say. what would you, what would you consider somebody in the ROTC? A NARP. What? Those guys go I don't care. Every, at no, 5 a.m. No, every day, no. dude. If you're... I, I don't care. Are are they in the Marines? Are they in the Navy? Are they in... Are, it's what they're eventually the, going to be in. Bro. They're not there yet, though, are they? So they're a NARP. As in, if, if I was... Okay, if so I was, would somebody in the I'm, Army be I'd a say, NARP? No. Because they're not going to school. NARPs... I consider, like... All right. Now, the definition I'm talking about right now is... NARPs around campus. When you're in the real world, mm-hmm. that's a different story than like everybody's a freaking NARP, right? Yeah. But when we're talking about a campus setting, you're you're a NARP if you don't play a sport. That that's that's how I look at it at least. Like when I when I go to you, oh I, I know this person so and so, they're a NARP. You mm-hmm. know immediately, alright, they don't play a sport. I wouldn't just say like, oh, oh he's uh he's at the gym all the time. Then that confuses you then because a lot of our circle are athletes. I know you have like yeah. your, your frat scene, which we'll get get into later. We will. But <laughs> in in that sense, a NARP classifies someone who is not an athlete on campus. At least on a college campus. That's what I'm talking but about. But that's like a very particular scenario. So you're defining a NARP as somebody who is literally... Like, like you would define a NARP differently from a college student and in the regular world. What I, what I would consider a NARP or how I would define it is, like, all-encompassing. So, literally, from, I would say, from elementary school to, you know, the day you fucking die. That's, like, because before elementary school, you can't really be a NARP, you know? Yeah. You're finding out who you are and shit like that. But from that aspect, if you're somebody who, because the phrase is non-athletic, not non-athlete regular person. It's non-athletic regular person. <clears throat> so for me, what differentiates that between, you know, someone who's fit is a NARP would be that guy that literally goes to class, goes into his room, and either watches TV shows or plays video games all day. Yeah, or her. Yeah, but... But they're not athletic because they're not they're not yeah, taking just care of their bodies. Just because you go to the gym doesn't mean you're athletic. Do you understand? Mm. And how many people go to the gym? There are a lot of people who go to the gym. It doesn't mean that you're athletic. You know, mm. it doesn't mean you could go out, go out onto the field and in any sport. Yeah, you might have played in high school, but who knows what level that is? You know how good they are. Yeah. I. It's if you're like a suit. I'm talking about like athletes. Yeah. Non like ath- when we're talking, what's the level of athletic we're talking about? We're talking about someone who could perform at a high level, at least from our perspective, at a high enough level where they could be on on a roster for a college team. I guess you could say that's what I think. What, but you can't <clears throat> define somebody as being athletic as being able to perform at a collegiate level there's yeah, like but, literally that means that but here's 90 here's of college people are but i also NARPs. think that that you're yeah 
That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I'm saying. But I mean, no. I don't think that being a narp is is an insult or anything. It's just a classification of a person. That that's how I look at it. Okay, so maybe I should rephrase that. I don't think it's some because because when you said, you know, just because you go to the gym doesn't mean you're fit. As soon as you said that, that really hit me because, like, yeah, like, you could be someone who's, A, just starting off at the gym or, B, goes to the gym, like, a couple times a month, like, just to, like, whatever, make themselves feel better. Like, those, I wouldn't say are athletes, but you got the people who, you know, do go five days a week, maybe on and off, but they've been doing it over the course of, like, two, three years. You know, they don't play sports, but, you know, they go for, they go for runs on the treadmill before their workouts obviously they're toned whether it's a male or a female you know like i feel like that would declassify yourself as a narp because for me like if i told a narp to go for a mile jog they would struggle like they would probably be in like the nine to ten minute range pushing as hard as they can right <laughs> to me that's a narp but if somebody can at least run a mile in eight minutes, I feel like... I disagree. Like, you're telling me a mile time classifies if you're... if Like, determines whether you're athletic or not? I think that's I feel like it could be a, a bunch of things. It, it take, one of my you have boys, to take a lot of things into account. Yeah. And before you even say yeah. anything, if one of your boys is a stand... Like, exponentially better than the average person at a certain thing that means that that okay that that's that, what they that, worked on yeah that might separate themselves so, like that might separate them from being all right uh a narp so but, my boy elmar yeah. shout out elmar ibrahim he's the he's the goat he he sent this picture into a group chat that we have and it's literally a grid of Different workouts, push-ups, forearm planks, mile and a half run, two kilometer row, and some swimming. And then on the other side of the table, there's three different categories broken up into three sections. Satisfactory, good, excellent, and outstanding. And each of those categories are broken up to low, medium, high. And it sets like, so like for instance, if you were a good, based off of this, uh, males age 20 to 24, you would have a, a good low score if you could do 47 push-ups, 2 minutes of plank push-ups, or I'm sorry, forearm planks, 12 minutes of a mile and a half run, 8 minutes 55 seconds for a row, and 11 minutes 30 seconds for a 50-yard swim. To I me, mean, that's bullshit. What you but that is a good score. You know what that's I'm saying? A, that's a good... All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a good score. And yeah, but for Elmar's case, that's different because Elmar is technically in a... Okay, here here we go. I know I'm sounding like an asshole here talking about identifying people, but mm -hmm. I guess frat frat boys yes. and, and frats are separate from that category because that's like an identity of their own. If, if that makes sense. Do you, do you know what I mean? Because I'm talking about identities on a college campus, you know, like mm -hmm. in that sense. If we're talking like a NARP in general, then yeah, I think that that makes more sense if we're talking like the real world, right? And a NARP would just be somebody who goes home and does, yeah. does absolutely nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I'll agree with that. So, you kind of brought into the fact that there is this stereotype of the fraternity yes. with Elmar, but there, I knew I do know there are some people in frats, obviously, that aren't fit, but, you know, it is what it is. But they have an identity. Yeah. But I think the teak is a different identity all in and of itself. Well, biased opinion, but then again, fair. You could, opinion. you could, you Can could definitely make the ex- argument. You could expand on that. Yeah. So, obviously, first two episodes, I mentioned it here and there, um, and as some people know, probably most of the viewers watching, I am a part of a fraternity, Tall Kappa Epsilon, the Kappa Eta chapter to be exact. And originally, I got, like, support from the people who I wanted support from. And other than that, I tried to keep it on the down low. Because the coaches know by now, so, like, I don't care. But I wanted to preserve myself as long as I could because I didn't know how coaches would feel with me joining a fraternity and yeah there's like a negative connotation yeah for sure for sure because there's not a lot of athletes that are in frats yes the only ones that are big into that are the cross-country team but they go to sick pie so we won't talk about that yeah (laughs) well i mean the thing is though like i don't think the coaches necessarily had a problem with it with you also, because like, like we mentioned in the previous podcast, like first, first of all, you have you have a good academic standing. Yes, and also just the fact that you're not like a big time, like you're not you're not one of the starters or mm-hmm. somebody who plays a lot. Which like realistically, in in their case, it's like all right. Well, I mean, as long as it doesn't affect the way you perform in a sense yeah, in training as long like, as i was showing up it didn't matter yeah and and the thing was you, you still showed up yeah. and and i will give you credit for this you showed up every single day no matter what and gave 110 percent energy <laughs> you regardless of what you did the night before you should have seen and, and, and this semester i was i, I mean well, well i wasn't here the <laughs> semester you were pledging but at least from what from what i've seen like yeah the, at that point i don't see how they could have a problem with it because that's nah. like on your own time and that's just another thing that could boost your resume of course. as well and it just goes to sh- it's another thing that adds to mm-hmm. your profile yeah and how much you've had to balance over the course of your college career for sure i mean balance is the biggest thing um i don't know for me i was all like if you know me like I feel like I'm the kind of person who 100% always wants to have as much on their plate as possible because I personally feel like I am either A, less productive or B, just generally less motivated in life mm-hmm. if I don't have things to do. I I mean, I think that's, that's true and like in anyone's case, like we see this in terms of our performance in school mm-hmm. on a team for sure. on a team basis i think the team does better in the fall just because you're more we're, structured we're more we have to be more structured yeah. exactly and there's 
and when you're when you have structure when you have to be when you're on a schedule constantly you set a schedule you become less lackadaisical and you're focused 24 7 like during during winter break for example i'm i'm sometimes like i i feel as though i'm just sitting around not being productive because you have tons of time and then you end up procrastinating significantly more than when you don't have the opportunity to procrastinate then it's then and you have structure then it's you're 100% more motivated. To, but it, to, there's also time management that definitely comes into it. Like, I, you can't just be any average. And, like, am I pulling my own string? Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be an average person and and do what I did. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, you asked... Caruso asked me to be part of the frat. Mm-hmm. And I said no because in, I I don't think I could have done it. I really don't think I could have done it. And it's it's a commitment. Yeah. For sure. Like that's that's a whole. I mean, it's countless hours yeah. that go, that get pulled out of your week. Mm-hmm. You know that could go towards. Studying. Studying. Recovery. Or recovery. Training. Yeah. All of that, and you put that into a fraternity, mm-hmm. which isn't all you know partying no. and stuff like that it's it's a lot of it's a join, lot of I didn't even join the fraternity um because of a party so I'll kind of run through a little story about how I kind of joined T cuz I, I feel like that's important so my f- my first semester of my freshman year there was a kid uh his name's his name's Kevin Quisby and he was the manager of the soccer team my freshman year that means he'd come to practice he'd get the cones ready He'd bring balls and stuff like that. And so we got to know him. I got to know him pretty well. And I would hang out at the soccer house, and he would always come through because he was tight with us. And that same semester, he was actually pledging uh, Teak. And we kind of saw him, like, go through it and whatever, and we saw him less and less as the semester went on. But after he crossed, you know, and he would come through, he would always be talking to me about it. But it was never really on my mind, you know. Growing up, my dad literally always told me, like, do not join a fraternity. Like, like he literally told me, do not join a fraternity. Do not join. He was in uh, SAE at UF. And, you know, back in the day, you know, crazy yeah. shit. And that's yeah, why he was yeah. always like, you know, don't join. You, you know, you have too much on your plate. You're a Division One athlete. You're a chemical engineer. You know, that's enough. You're not going to have time for a fraternity. It's going to take away. Yeah, Dad, I know you're listening to this. I did it anyway, dog. <laughs> uh but anyway so yeah and then he started bringing me around but they were actually on uh probation they weren't allowed to have parties so i never went to a teak party but you know i did go to like some of the rush events where you know we were we were um you know hanging out with everybody but once i started meeting the guys it was kind of cool and then they were like yo like come for for like a interview and i came and then you know, I got my bid and, you know, I was just like, fuck it. You know, let's just fucking yeah. do it. And that semester um, was definitely the hardest semester of my life because I had to deal with everything, uh, time manage everything for the first time. And but like looking back, you know, it's one semester out of eight. For me, it's eight. You know, for others, it might be more, but it's one semester out of eight. You can always bring it back. You can always, yeah. you know, whatever. Like I have, I have a, over a three point five GPA right now. 
one semester I, I didn't do well that semester not not horribly but eh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like I was able to bring it back and and I, I always think about my my high school AP chemistry teacher Dr. Grateful I I respect her so much and she has a very particular sense of humor um, where some people may think she's being bitchy but she's you know she's just pulling your legs whatever she's doing so after after the, the my senior year I went up to her and like she knew I was a, a, I was going to NJIT for soccer and I, and I told her because I respected her and I love chemistry so much and her class is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to be a chemi right I told her I was like hey listen dr. grateful I want to become a chemi and you know what she did? She scoffed. She scoffed, like, <laughs> and then said, listen, there's only, I'll never forget this. She said, listen, there's only one of two things that happens to a Division One athlete and a chemical engineer. They either quit being a, an athlete or they quit being a chemical engineer. And guess what? I'm still here about to graduate in one semester i'm gonna finish my uh degree as a chemi stay all four years as a division one athlete and i joined a fraternity and not only that i wasn't just some schmuck in a fraternity i was the vice president i was the president like yeah i mean it, it was tough. i think that helped you though and, yeah it, it, it taught me so much it, it taught me it, so much it that, I guess you could say, her doubt, and maybe some of your dad's doubt. I didn't help, tell my help, parents when help. I was pledging. Well, I mean, I, I, I feel like yeah. a lot of people don't tell their parents nah. when they're pledging, but eventually you have to, right? Yeah, I told them after because they <laughs> saw my GPA. <laughs> <laughs> they saw my GPA, and like... I didn't have any other excuse other than that. Yeah. Like, I literally couldn't. I like. I was like, guys, listen, I'm not dumb. I promise. But I did not have time. I, did, I just, I didn't have time. And, and for yeah. me, that was the biggest learning experience is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying. So I got a, I, I got like a 1.8 that semester. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do well. I didn't do well. But like I said, I'm at a 3.5 now. I told him, I, like, I was like, listen, I know you guys told me not to, but, like, I was pledging, but, like, I don't gotta, you don't got to worry about that anymore. Like, there's obviously less time that I'm going to be putting into the house. Um, and then I didn't tell them I was vice president either, and I didn't tell them I was president. They found out from Teek's Instagram post <laughs> that I was president. What did they say? My dad texted me, or no, no, no. My mom texted me. She was like... So, president, huh? Or something <laughs> like that. I was like, yep. But, hey, I, I mean, mean, they saw that the, I was doing better. Yeah, you did. You've, you've killed it in the last few semesters. Yeah. And, I mean, how could you be upset at that? If anything, that looks freaking amazing on your resume. That you but were able to balance all these things. Yeah. Being a chemi. Getting a... Th I mean, think, think about the fact that you... You got a 1.8 in one of your semesters, and you've been able to get above a 3.5 yeah. cumulative. That I know f for a fact that you've had what at least how many semesters have you gotten like a 3.9 or around that? Uh, 
so I got one three point nine, one four point oh, and then like a bunch of like three six, three sevens. Yeah, come on. I mean, you know, at that point, yeah. How could your parents get upset at? I I mean, they, at, yeah. that that in itself, the fact that you're able to you were able to balance that stuff, I think that's that's why they didn't get too upset in the end because it just showed them that like you you could balance all these things. I I don't know anyone else who's been able to be as successful as you and like uh, in ter- with that kind of rigorous schedule and structure in their life it all it, i'm and, telling you and and on top of that <laughs> this guy if there's anyone who shows up to any hangout like yeah. you know last last episode we talked about like bogue night and like fires team, t- fires team events he's at every single one mm. every doesn't miss anyone can't and 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 he still manages to get a good gpa be part of a fraternity be a division one athlete it's crazy it's It's a mindset it's a mindset i'm telling you like if anybody ever tells me that like they don't have time for something (laughs) (laughs) like just in general like it doesn't have to involve school but like if someone's like yo i don't have time I, i i can't fit this into my schedule like you must be working three jobs and going to college like that's the only thing that, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's 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 all about the mindset that I I set in place. Yeah, so, but you're you're also a very organized person yes, too. Yeah, which which probably is a huge reason why you're able to yeah balance all of these things. You, you know, know? Uh, it's it's you know obviously the way that I was raised was big. You know, my parents definitely set me up to to be a hard worker and all this good stuff, but. At the same time, it really is just my mindset on life, I think, in that, and I know this is cliche, but I really take it to heart in the fact, in the statement of, you know, no matter how hard you work, there's always somebody else working harder than you, so I always try to push myself, and then also, whatever I put my mind to, I know I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it. If I say I want to do this, I'm going to do it. Because I know that I can. I know myself. And it's this self-confidence that really has helped me in my life succeed in a lot of things. But at the same time, I learn from all of these experiences. It's not like I'm sitting here or Paul is sitting here just gassing me up saying, oh, like, my life is so great. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I definitely had to work hard to get to the point that I'm at. And I've definitely made mistakes along the way, 100%. But it's from these experiences that I learned to become the person that I am today, right? I wasn't just, you know, thrown into the position of president. I, I worked my ass off for two years. My, my first year as a brother, I, I was fucking always helping out. I was always doing duties at parties, all this stuff. And then I got into vice president. And I busted my ass at vice president. I raised charity hours. I raised tabling events. I raised fun, uh, money. All this stuff. More, like, more than anybody or in the past years that have been recorded. Right? I've done better than that. And then they saw that hard work and they thought that I'd be a good president. And like, I, like, it's not, it wasn't my decision. It was everybody's decision. It was my, my fraternity's decision. And I think... Even the mistakes that I made while I was vice president, while I was president, my brothers always looked at me with a kind eye. 
and that's what I'm most thankful for is everybody that I've kept around in my life and surrounded myself with has always been super supportive. If you make a mistake, fuck it, dude. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Like, just keep working hard. Like, if you know who you are, like, I know who I am. <laughs> if I fuck up, I know that's not me. My life, did I ever tell you this? My life motto, something that I've been living by since I can remember. And it fucks with me sometimes, but I do I do live by it. Is don't think, just go. That's the main that's the first phrase. And then I kept fucking up by doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I added a second part. Don't think, just go. And if you make a mistake, don't make it again. Well, that's part of that's simple. Life experiences. I mean if I just the most, jump in. The most successful people learn from making mistakes. I mean I would, I mean, I, I can't say anything about what you do only because you're able to be su- so successful at what you do and your mindset yeah. is a huge part of that. But I mean, in terms of, I, I, you live and you learn, right? And I'm exactly and when all these experiences, they've helped you so much and pe- people are so afraid of failure. And that's, that's the problem. I, you, all, all the most successful people in life fail. And that's that's how you learn because once you fail, as you said, you don't make the same mistake, and you only mm-hmm. learn that by by failure. And and once you lose that f- fear of failure, that's where you start perfecting what you do. I don't think it's that you lose the fear of failure. To me, that's what that's literally what drives me the most the f- is literally sucking ass. Like there's <laughs> like like there's no other way for me to put it. When I, and you know, I may get slack for this, but I literally see myself like so highly. Like I put myself on such a high pedestal and it's not so much that I'm necessarily looking down on others because hopefully, you know, if you know me, I try to be a genuine guy. I try to be nice and understanding of everybody. But like when I look at myself, I expect so much more. Yeah. And the thought of, not having a job out of college the thought of not being able to have a tesla as my car yeah the thought of not being able to have a giant house with a pool in the backyard the thought of not being able to retire at an early age with a fuck ton of money and go to hawaii bro fuck it (laughs) like that fear drives me so much because if i'm not that then who am I? Well, that fear, I'm that fear of failure. I'm talking about the you lose the fear of failing at the, the small things in order to help you mm. achieve the big things that you're to avoid reaching the fail like ultimate failure yeah. and where you don't achieve your life goals. Mm. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? Like failure in small things like oh, I I failed at at doing well in this certain class. You know, too many too many people care about the like the difference between a B plus and an A or you know yeah. something like that, where whereas like that that doesn't it's not the that, bigger picture that's, that's not the bigger picture you know you mm-hmm. could you could get you could get a C in this class and it doesn't mean that you're not going to achieve your lifelong dreams who who gives a shit because guess what in ten years is that C going to matter like yeah. I, that's that's my mentality a lot of the time I think to myself like if 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 I don't achieve if I don't do well in a certain class or something or if I 
if I screw up somehow in my life, I think in 10 years, is this going to matter? And the answer 99% of the time is no, no. Yeah. it's not going to matter. You know, mm -hmm. I do. And I think, uh, at the end of the day, it's, um, it's something that'll always hold with me because, you know, we're not talking about like the stories, like the, I have so many stories that, you know, we'll, we'll go over as the show goes on and as people maybe ask questions or we, we go over topics where these parties or these big stories happen. But for the most part, we just wanted to kind of talk about how this sort of lifestyle can translate into the future. Yeah. It's when, when I was saying earlier, you know, when somebody tells me they can't do something, that to me says that their future is going to be rough. Yeah. Because if they have that mindset of, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm just going to do what's comfortable, and they don't branch out and say, fuck it, what if I try this? Mm -hmm. And not just trying it half-ass, like fucking balls to the wall, yeah. you're giving it your best effort, you're genuinely trying to succeed at whatever you're doing. Even if you do come up short, you've now found your comfort zone. Yeah. And you're starting to break out of it. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe in a year, two years, that thing you tried before that you couldn't do, maybe you can do it now. But you don't know if you don't try. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And no one could speak more about it than, than you. Yeah. We'd love to hear you guys' um, questions. If you have any questions about fraternities, if you guys are interested in joining, I would love to <coughs> love to talk to you guys about it. It's a great experience. Not just Teak. I know a lot of other fraternities are yeah. good, but... Yeah, so there's been something I've been seeing on on uh, TikTok a lot. You know, if you guys have a TikTok, there's a new trend. Um, slim waist, cute face, or pretty face with a big bank. And the girls just, you know, show their ass. Yeah. And it makes me think about all of these girls on on TikTok that are doing that, but also... Only fans, and if you bring it to a professional stand, you can get to a strip club. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to hear your your thoughts on this. Okay. Paul. Well, I have I have a very interesting opinion on strip clubs, mm. right? Because I I know a lot of ethics play a role in strip in strip clubs, and there's a lot of different arguments and perspectives you could take from looking at them right i mean i've i've been to to strip clubs like i, I i've seen i've never been I, I i've been and i i mean it's a goal of there's there there's <laughs> well i mean there's a fine the thing you have to realize about strip clubs there's a lot of different types of strip clubs i obviously haven't been to the high-end strip clubs in like new york city where you know celebrities go or like very affluent people go mm -hmm. you know with their friends to throw tons of money yeah and i'm sure that because because there is a difference between the way those strippers are treated versus like the stripper at your your town's local strip club is treated right yeah you know in terms of an ethical point of view and i know there's there's an argument that could be made where Strip clubs are unethical 
because for for this for this like from this perspective strip clubs like strippers for example strippers are the are the one job the one profession i think more than anything else where people someone would not be proud of saying to someone else oh what do you do for a living uh, i'm a stripper right it's it comes with a negative connotation in society for sure for sure and it it has a negative and and i and i know that that a lot of people look at it from the other from the other side of it and say that it's negative to view sh- it it's bad to look at strip to view strippers from that perspective and to accept people for what they do because technically it's a legal profession and people are allowed to do that it's a service that's provided and cuz they're not fucking yeah 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 exactly they're not but it could this happen is, in the it, back the, rooms, the, but, it's but not. here's here's well yeah th- there's always well that that comes with everything you know there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. you know pro- but that that goes into prostitution which is another line different that, topic yeah different <laughs> different topic another line that could be crossed whatever this is how I see it right it comes from a personal point of view and perspective the the, the truth is strippers could make a lot of money and there's there's no denying that for what they do they they can make there's enough horny men in this world yeah yeah exactly there's there's a lot of men and i mean granted like people guys go to the strip club with their friends yeah there's two different types of people go go to strip clubs one is like the group of guys like our our age who go to strip clubs with their friends to go have a good time not necessarily always just to look at naked women just to like have a laugh have a good time Enjoy right it. yeah but like you know some there's the argument that oh like how how degrading is it that like a They're girl goes on to, to do st- that yeah though. but well well that's the thing some an argument is made i'm just saying this from being playing devil's advocate that that's some people are forced into it not 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 necessarily directly but indirectly because they need the money but in that sense, Go work at McDonald's. If, if yeah, well that that's the point. That's the opinion that I have, where it's like if if there's money to be made, people make that decision for themselves. Okay, I'm gonna go into stripping, and I I can make a whole lot of money. Yeah, I you understand the repercussions and the negative connotation that comes along with it, but at the same time, you, you you're taking that responsibility knowing that you're going to make a lot of money from horny men out there who just want to who just want to see you naked, right? Yeah. And I mean, we're males, we can't necessarily speak from what a woman feels, from what a stripper feels like, but there from are male my strippers, from though. yeah, well, yeah, but that's a whole that's that's another different story, you know. Actually like bachelorette parties. Yeah, yeah. But but I I'm ta- like the majority yeah. of strip clubs are women mm-hmm. performing for men. And I mean, there's the fact that women can make a lot of money from this and for performing a service, I don't necessarily think it's terrible ethically for 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 this this to exist. Just because it is an opportunity for women, regardless of their profession or, or qualifications, to make a lot of money. Yeah, I think the- you definitely have a point, and. For me, my views on strip clubs, obviously, 
I, I see nothing wrong with them. You know, if women are going to fucking make money, go fucking make that money. Like, it's it's not it's not my choice. I wouldn't do that, but if that's something you want to do, like... It's their decision. It's their exactly. decision, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if anybody shits on you for being a fucking stripper, they can go fuck themselves, you know? Yeah. So that's... All right. That's that's, that's besides the point. Yeah, that's that's your but that's your decision. That's your life, and and who gives a shit if you're making a lot of money? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and and I think that it's it's looked down on because obviously nudity and, and sexuality is a very like touchy subject. And yeah, but it's becoming more accepted. It is. In, in it society is. nowadays. But I I still think that there's a large a large group of people who consider those things to be very personal and, and you don't want to share it with all these other people. So they can view it as like, like you're, you're a whore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like it's you, like you're just is... a slutty person. But there are some people who are just doing it because... It's an easy source of money if yeah. you have a good figure. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. that's it's, bread. It's, it's a lot of money that could be made there. Yeah. And I mean it's it's a tough it's a tough situation and a touchy subject in the sense that yeah, you don't want to go to your parents and say But that's what I'm saying. Like <clears> what <throat> if your daughter literally comes out to you and he's like, Dad, I'm gonna be a fucking stripper. Yeah, exactly. That well that's that's the problem, right? Uh, but then again, that, that goes What's to... What's the problem? I thought you didn't have a problem with it. No, I don't... Well, that's the problem from the stripper's perspective. From from who, from the woman who wants the strip's perspective. Is that they have to deal with that kind of negativity. And okay, but I'm literally reaction. saying, you have a daughter. Yeah. Well, that, ten, ten see, years this from is, now. This is another argument that, that I've, that's been used against me. It said that... What if your daughter came up to you and like, what would you ra- what would you rather your daughter come up to you and say that you want that she wants to become a stripper or McDonald's? And you know, for for me, it's like obviously I prefer her being working at McDonald's because I, I don't want that. So that so then the argument is that so how is it an ethical thing? Well, it's an ethical thing because once once my daughter, let's say, let's use my daughter for for example, becomes an adult. And has to make that the, they can make those decisions for themselves. And yeah, it sucks from my point of view. But if she's making a lot of money, that's that's her decision. And she could technically hide that from me, you know, if if she if she wanted to. Okay, let me put up I, another hypothetical because yeah. I just I like because I have my answer. To this I'll answer it after. But I'll, I'll put the hypothetical up and then we can discuss. So your daughter. Very smart. Yeah. Very did very well in high school. Gets into a good college. Gets an engineering degree, right? Not just yeah. some not just some BS. And finishes her four year degree. Comes out of college. Is struggling to try to find a job. And she's like, "Dad, I want. I'm. I can't find a job. I'm gonna be a, like like. I'm gonna be a stripper." What are you going to say? Like, what is that? What is that? No other topics. What does that conversation look like? I'm not going to lie. I'd probably pretty, be pretty <laughs> I'll angry. I'll be tight. <laughs> and, and 
I, I mean, I'd be angry, but at the same time, you know, I, I'd, I'd do my best to try to guide my daughter in a different direction. Yeah. You know, and, and think about it. There's nothing I could do if she doesn't say anything to me. You know, she just does it on her own. She's, let's say she's living alone. She's living in an apartment or she's living at school. And okay, hype. Whatever the situation is, you find out that she's yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I then I'd be I'd be upset, of course. But I. But isn't that hypocritical? It, well, I I I feel like it is. It, it is to a certain degree, but at the same time, I'm I'm saying. Yeah, I I I know what you're saying. You know that that it is hypocritical. I'm fighting these demons right now too. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just like, I'm damn. just saying. I'm I'm saying like. It it is hypocritical of me to say that, but but at the same time, it's in the end, it's her own decision to make, and who knows? I might get fucked over in the future, and, and my daughter might come up to me and give me this yeah. this ultimatum. I listen to your <laughs> podcast, Dad. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I but there's not at that point. Realistically, is there anything I could do? You know. I mean, so so I'll pitch. I mean, I've been. Loki giving you some tough questions, so I'll I'll pitch it back into my into my ballpark. So, same situation like you, as I said before, I see I see nothing wrong with strip clubs. I have I have um, to each his own. Yeah, to each his own, man. Do what you got to do. But if my daughter <laughs> comes up to me and is like, "Dad, she's educated. She knows what the fuck she's doing." She's not a McDonald's caliber worker. Yeah. But she's struggling to find a job and she wants to turn a strip club. Damn. I I definitely would be like obviously I'm not gonna also, fucking wait, yell wait, at wait, her. Wait, wait, pause okay. before before we run into some controversy. Being a McDonald's worker doesn't necessarily mean that you're not at that educational level. Oh, but you have to you have to take this into consideration. Different people have different situations as and what we mean by McDonald's worker is your education level and your level of qualification. That's only, that's the yeah. best you could get. You're only working at. We're not talking about like someone who who cannot who who has lost their job yeah. and has gone through a lot of shit and has had to work multiple jobs and become a worker at McDonald's. You know. Fair enough. Yeah, that's it. By by McDonald's worker, we mean yes. That that's your qualification level. I'll agree with that. However. My daughter is educated, and she can't find a job. She's like, Dad, I want to be a stripper. I'd sit her down and be like, listen, if you choose to go this route, you will have a hard time doing anything other than this for the rest of your life. doesn't matter what your education is. If some workplace finds out and... and no doubt in my mind that a, a solid workplace would be able to find out your past, finds out that you're stripping, they are not going to hire you. And that is not my decision. That is not my choice. Yeah. You cannot do anything. You cannot say anything because the business can literally say, fuck you. They do not care. They do not want to have people of that, of that workforce yeah, of that of that past of that yeah of that past to be a part of their company, it's the same thing you see but, with but, porn stars. But is that is that unethical? Porn is a different story though, because because we're the upper echelon of porn stars make 
millions. There's a lot more money in but porn. That's very than rare. There though. is no, no. But there's because a lot. There's no, no. There's do, there's girls there's, who do for, porn for like for girls. Couple. For girls specifically, there's a lot more money in porn than there is in stripping. You could be an average level porn star and still make a hell of a lot more money than the average stripper. Hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously, but it, it could be for a shorter time period. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, I don't I mean, know all the specifics or anything like that. Well, but, but here's it's, it's like what about like like only here's, fans? Here's for well, well, well before, before I go into that, here's here's the th- but wouldn't that be unethical then as well? You know the the perspective you're taking on it. Like, where does it? Who's more unethical? You for saying that to your like society or or the company itself. In ter- in terms of like is is society more unethical for allowing this to happen, or is the workforce more unethical for not accepting somebody like that? I mean, the workforce is created by society, so I would think society. It's so society allow so then but then if in if in that case oh you're saying society's norms by not accepting stripping yes okay but at the end All of the day right, like okay. I said you know well, I, then I, I also, definitely would have a hard time with my daughter yeah I would well, definitely well, try to talk to her and like be like listen there's really well, no turning back from this and I would try to push her in the right direction at the end of the day if she's over. You know, if she's out of college and, you know, I'm not paying for her shit anymore, obviously I'm, I can't really do anything. She's got to do whatever she's going to do, but yeah, I'll have my sh- word. Yeah, and shortly before we get into From the Deep, I just want to quickly say, like, in, for, in terms of OnlyFans, I think it it sort of works in, in the same sense where it's like, it's, uh, it's just to each his own, although, yeah, it's hypocritical. What I'm saying is that it should be allowed because... To each his own. Like we said mm-hmm. before, p- different people have different opinions, and it sh- it just should be allowed yeah. as as an opportunity for people to make money, you know. Yeah, like I said, just to wrap it up, I I agree. I mean, if you want to make your money and there's people willing to pay, go for it. Do your thing. Um, I have no issues with it, but I do think that there are, in, in my opinion, I feel like there's always some sort, and I don't know every situation, but. It shouldn't be what you go to just because fuck it. Like, it should really be like, this is all I got left. You know what I'm saying? But that's right. just my my opinion. That's our opinion on it. So, as you guys know, once a week, we have our tradition from the deep. All right. Let's, let's get into it. Question from Ario.Maui. Again. Damn, again. He's hot boy with it. Goes, what really... His question is, what really happened on the sidelines of that Lipscomb game mm. that we're talking about? There's a follow-up question, right? Yeah, there's a follow-up question from Rebel. And what happened after the game? Question mark. Absolute scenes. <laughs> I mean, do you want to uh, go into We were down. We were down 2-1. Vibes were low on the yeah. bench. Coach Coach was scream, screaming at the refs. He was, yeah. At one point, he screamed at the side ref. He's like, this linesman is a, a farce. farce. <laughs> That's the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. And, and, the, and the other coach goes to, like, the, there's a fourth official who who just, like, stands mm. on the side. And the other coach goes to the linesman. He's like, the, the, the fourth official goes, this is why we brought you here. We never yeah. have a fourth official. It's because of him. Yeah. <laughs> Points at our coach. Our coach is a character, but yeah. he's. Electric. Yeah. Electric. Yeah. 
So, but vibes are low on the bench. And then, did did coach turn to us? I, I'm forgetting. Did coach turn to us and say like, "Yo, we need something." Not not the chirp squad, but just the whole bench. Yeah, yeah. In general. He was like, he was like, well, no, no, no. The thing was, the whole bench was standing warming up. We were the we oh, yeah. we were the only ones, and he turned to us. He's like, "Bring the heat." So we started talking a lot of trash. So we started getting hype. And then next thing you know... In one minute. In, in one, one minute, minute of game time, we scored boom. two goals. 2-2. Two, two. Boom! 3-2. Three, three, <laughs> yeah! Bro, it, because I remember their fucking bench was so rah-rah. They oh, were yeah, a bunch were of rah-rah guys. so much trash. And we, were, and we were silent. We were silent. Well, not silent, but like we weren't like cheering like they were. Yeah, because they had their whole bench yeah. there. It was a home game we had them. We had like we five guys, We only traveled six a, cer- guys. a certain amount of guys. And, I mean... we. The guys who were sitting by us, it was like four, four or five of us. The rest of them were warming up by mm-hmm. the in the corner, you know, doing whatever. It was just five guys who weren't going to play. We got right? three, two up. Immediate just scenes. We started chirping on the fucking the guys, fucking talking about their dumbass. Uh, we're talking their shirts because they have collars. They have yeah, collars yeah, yeah, on yeah, their yeah. jerseys. And we're we're, we're talking direct trash them. to their bench. Direct. You know, direct. Yeah, we, we. You know, usually we talk trash to the guys on the field, but nah. there, it's cl- you're close enough to the bench where you can see the bench players, and mm-hmm. we started directing our chirps at them. Mm-hmm. And you know, they 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 were a little too soft, to, like respond. They were to down. Us. They yeah, were down yeah, at yeah. that point. And then, and then five minutes left, they tied the game, three three. Yeah. Mm. And then and then you know it was like they they got a little louder, but you know we were we were still hype. We, we were still a little fuck. hype. And then two minutes left, we scored. And it was just absolute scenes, scenes, electric scenes at their place in Tennessee, and four three final score. And after the game, we went to just to put it in short, just we went to a steakhouse, and then at night we got litty. It was it was like eight of us in total. No names Co- though. No names to be mentioned. Just because, me and Paul and six boys. Yeah, and the the fun fact the, the fun fact about it is I mean just putting us on the spot at that time, we were the only two people in the group who were under 21. Yes. But we still managed to just go. I mean Nashville's a great place to go. The strip is a great place to go oh, bar hopping. Bro, what an amazing was, place, bro. Oh, like I don't we, like I'm not one for country music. I yeah, do. Yeah, I listen to it. I listen to it when like I'm with my sister and my brother-in-law because they like country and I and I fuck with the songs that they put on. So like I listen to it. I don't complain. I don't listen to it by myself. Yeah. But I went there, and literally on each side of the street, this is the way the shops yeah, went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar, bar, boot shop. Yeah. Bar, 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 boot shop. Oh. Bar, 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 boot shop. It was, it was something and like else. like the cowboy boot shops. Yeah. And every single bar had a fucking live band playing oh. in it. Yeah, every yeah. single one. It and some so of the ones cool. had rooftop bars. Yeah, the one oh. the, we it was so good. We we I mean we have videos and pictures. Sure, we'll freaking post something this this yeah. week. We'll show some you Nashville know, flicks. S- some some photos from it. I mean, the the last bar we went to was a rooftop mm. it was like a club and it was super cool it was like the, it was like five floors and it was it was just awesome it was a great night we ended up getting back at like 4 15 a.m we jumped mm. in the pool of the hotel yeah then, yeah we did and then six and then six thirty, we had to wake up for for breakfast in our oh, flight great oh man what a night that was but i mean it was just an it was just such a Tra- in terms of travel locations in the United States, 
Nashville, Nashville is definitely up there. As I went one there. Of- I went there again for my um, my cousin Megan's wedding. Shout out Megan and Chaz. <laughs> Great time. Literally same exact strip, and it was equally electric. Like like I went there at two very different times, and at like they were. Both times were fucking amazing. Bro. I mean, the amazing. Nashville trip is awesome. It's awesome. I mean, now, I were you there during COVID? No. I mean, we, we don't know what what the yeah, situation what is, is there now. now. But at least, like when there are no restrictions, what a place to go! Mm-hmm. It's so awesome, and I'd recommend the Nashville strip. Oh, ten out of ten. Ten. Out Anyone who'd want to travel there. You want to give them the whirlpool real quick before we're out. The whirlpool. What is it called? From that one bar downstairs. Oh, 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 that's that's another story. That's for another another. story. The the the, mm, the tidal wave. The, the tidal wave. wave. That's what it's called. Uh, we'll save. We'll save. We'll have a. We'll have an episode strictly um, compromised of great stories From- regarding parties. Maybe it's next one. Who knows? Right, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll see what's we'll on see. the agenda. Yeah. But we'll we'll definitely be getting to some good party stories and stuff like that. Uh, but we appreciate everybody listening today. Episode three, uh, you know, we're we're trying to do this as as long as we can, you know. So as long as we keep getting support from you guys, please, 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 we cannot stress enough. Follow the Instagram page at Two Deep Podcast, the number two, and comment on our posts. So we're going to have a post on Friday saying episode three is out, which will be the 18th, the 15th, the 15th. Yeah. So you'll be listening to this on the 15th, allegedly. And will there will be a post comment on that post all your from the deep questions. If you have any beers you want us to drink, if you have any opening song suggestions, anything we want to hear from the people. Yep. And song opening song suggestions we play house edm that kind yes. of stuff that kind of vibe no bullshit br- yeah yeah that's our vibe if you haven't Get heard the, the vibe up. yet that's you don't know it's wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right well it was uh it was a pleasure as always and uh we will talk to you guys next week cheers cheers, cheers.